I am Nick Reed, A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. It is a gift to you. Maybe you take your vehicle elsewhere because it's more convenient. It's close. This is how many people pick where they take their vehicle. Oh, it's close to work, so I can drop it off there. Or, well, it's near home. Or it's just, it, it is a matter of convenience because they're all the same, right? No, they absolutely are not, which is why. Uh, A1 Custom Car Care has a, a significant number of people that come even from outside of Springfield or Republic to get their vehicles to A1 Custom Car Care because they know that they can trust them, to be honest, up front, and that three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on most work is also pretty significant as well. For all of your car care needs, A1 Custom Car Care. Someone had asked uh, regarding... Hunter Biden's refusal in the context of impeachment to comply for a deposition, the subpoena. And uh, they noted that the Democrats' talking points is Jim Jordan wants, he once refused to comply with the subpoena. Now, first off, this is hilariously their go to oftentimes. It isn't a defense, but look, they did it too. So, what they used to defend their behavior is oftentimes trying to claim Republicans that they claim are corrupt behaved in the same manner. Well, doesn't that condemn your defense itself? If Jim Jordan was wrong in what he did, what are you saying about Hunter Biden? Now, there were, this was the January 6th committee, and they were issuing subpoenas to other members of Congress. And this was something that on constitutional grounds was, and Jim Jordan wasn't the only one. There were a number of of members of Congress that were noting that constitutionally speaking, there were real issues with this because this was totally new territory. And at the same time, they were asking, and it wasn't a full refusal, but Jim Jordan said, if I'm even going to consider this, here is some of the information I need to know ahead of time. And they refused to provide that to him, and it sort of dropped at that. So it is a a different situation for a number of different reasons. Now, arguably, some would say, and and I think uh, McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy, has has argued that one of the goof-ups that Republicans made on this is they did not vote for the impeachment inquiry until after Hunter Biden was requested was subpoenaed because once it becomes an impeachment inquiry that gives them certain legal powers that they don't necessarily have when it's just a regular subpoena and so there's speculation as to why it is that they messed up the order there some saying it's just incompetent some saying it's because they wanted to get out of town for christmas and i don't know but they did vote for the so that party lines there now this is where things are. So the question is, will they reissue the subpoena to Hunter Biden 
given that this is officially an impeachment inquiry has passed in, in the House. And I don't know. We'll see. They should. Are you looking at me? Good morning. Christy Hello, Fulnacki. everybody. Christy I guess Fulnacki, I don't need everyone. an introduction anymore. No. <laughs> um, no, you know, it could have been intentionally. I, I thought actually, well, that was smart. I mean, maybe I think differently um, because I thought, well, it shows that he's not complying. So then you have that. And then obviously you can reissue your subpoena. So a lot but, of it is that there there are political notes to it. And and um, if they do issue it and he does comply because of the the legal requirements, of course, he could just say, no, I'm not going to. I mean, Democrats are very accustomed. Hunter Biden's a great example of breaking yeah. the law and getting away with it. I mean, so why all of the sudden he would necessarily feel compelled to comply? Uh, but if he did, he would also be able to plead the fifth a lot. And that, politically speaking, isn't necessarily a bad thing for Republicans. Oh, yeah, right, right. Um, given that Democrats accused Republicans who pled the fifth during the January 6th committee hearings of being they're clearly lying. You know, why? Why yeah, would right. you why would you plead the fifth unless you were guilty? Uh, and so that's something that could be used against Hunter Biden, who, of course, is lying. I mean, everybody knows it. Uh, yeah, it, right. The, a majority of I think even Democrats poll know that, that no, they recognize something is going on. They just don't necessarily know to what level the corruption is. Yeah. You know, what's so good, though, if you think we haven't had the speaker very long and we've mm -hmm. already had the vote, the vote on the inquiry and he, he's already started releasing the videos from J6, which helps me. So that I mean. I think that's really amazing. Yeah. I think we should be excited. You know, I always tell my clients, take your small wins. I mean, this is a small win to me. So there was a piece. Let's see here. Um, to that, just the news reporting house chairman says speaker Johnson wants to expand intensity of January 6th probe. Uh, this is the probe into the corruption of that committee, of course. And this, uh, they talked with representative Barry Loudermouth. He's chairman of the house administration subcommittee on oversight and he said um, speaker johnson has been phenomenal in helping with this in fact he's given me a commission to not only press forward in the methods we've been yeah. using but increase our intensity into that and so while there are some areas in which people have had some concerns about uh the new speaker relatively new speaker I, I, there, there are certainly moves being made. I think that are beneficial for America, yeah. and and things like that, where he does appear to be pushing forward in ways that I think a lot of Americans had said, "Ah, eh, what's the point?" Well, I mean, They're this is why, yeah, and this is why we voted for Republicans. Hello, we voted, you know, for you to do something, and and the good thing is, I mean, he's a constitutional attorney, so he's going to know exactly what to do. And I think I don't know if that was a hang up before or whatever, but you know that if he starts something, I mean, he's probably going to finish it. So I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, I just, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Christy Fulnick is here. I'm going to talk about my little trip to All right, yeah, you're up our there, DC, nation's and capital, you, you didn't and get... I made it back. I was a little nervous at one point, but I did make it you, back. Yes, you were not detained as a political prisoner. So. I was in the D.C. jail and the DOC correction in D.C., not myself, but mm. to see my client. Yeah, so, so uh, it was 
a little nervous there for a minute. I but. can understand that. So what, what, what you can tell us, we'll find oh, out. Oh, I can tell up. you everything right All now. Right, well, There's no gag order right now. <laughs> yet. All right, well, let's do news, weather traffic, and then we'll find out the latest from Christy Fulnecki. On Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Springfield police are investigating two unrelated shootings from overnight. Around 12.30 a.m., an argument broke out between two people near the 1400 block on East Kearney Street. One person was shot and drove themselves to the hospital. SPD is still working to locate the suspect. Minutes later, SPD responded to a call about an unrelated shooting on Hamilton Street near Kansas Expressway. A house was hit by several gunshots. No one was injured and police are still gathering suspect information. A woman will serve 10 years in prison for hitting a deputy with a car outside the Dungeons of Doom Halloween attraction. In October, Kayla Zinner was the passenger in a car outside as a deputy got into a fight with the man driving. Zinner moved into the driver's seat and put the car in reverse, dragging the deputy and hitting an employee. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professional. Sunshine today with a high of 57. 42 for a low tonight, then tomorrow clouds, high of 56. Okay, so Christy Vilnecki, you were yes, yes. in D.C. visiting a client. There is yet to be a gag order issued, so you're going to... <laughs> not, yet, not yet, so I just so got to get it out. It now. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're taking all the J6 cases the same. Um, they're just running them through the same, you know, procedure. They put a protective order over all the discovery, all the videos and everything. So these are basically like what does that mean? Like a secret trial, or I mean, what that? Yeah. So so you basically you can't talk about any of the discover anything that's released um, during your client's um, discovery. Does that make sense? So yeah. yeah. And, and so my argument to the judge was that, and so this was in the U.S. District Court um, in the District of Columbia. So we have Judge Moss. Um, <clears throat> he's had some of the other J six. There's been different judges. Uh, that have had the J6 defendants. And we have two, uh, there's two co-defendants. There's an attorney from St. Louis and myself that are representing the two people from Missouri. Um, but my argument to the judge is that, you know, this is already in the public domain. They're trying to argue that the location of the cameras and all of that is national security and that the the tunnels under the Capitol, I'm like, I can't tell you where the tunnels are under the Capitol are. I mean, there's probably a blueprint of the Capitol online. Yeah. You know, you don't need to protect. Plus, I said this is already in the public domain. He, the speaker is already releasing the videos. And then I told him, I said, you know, my client was the one that was fist pumping in the Capitol Police. And so, which is going to be a great, you know, that's going to help us a lot. Um, but I said, this is already in the public domain. So I have to do this written thing. And uh, the, the, the things that are occurring like this, for example, yeah. Growing up in school, learning about dictatorships and communist regimes and the Soviet Union, the, these were examples of how they behaved and their, quote, judicial system operated that made us different. That the that the clients though, that were accused, um, everything was kept secret from the public. You know, they weren't allowed to talk. They weren't allowed to say anything. And it's just so frightening to see 
that that's what we've become. I know. The, I, that everything is on the side of the government and that they can just say, oh, national security, national security, national security, and take away all of your rights. Now, they can, and they can talk about it. That was oh, well, one yes, point exactly. that my client said is that it's frustrating for them because the U.S. attorneys will go out and say something or the elected officials and then they can't defend themselves and they can't say anything yeah. because of the protective order. And I and I guess that most of the attorneys um, are not fighting it. Most of them have been public defenders. And actually, somebody when I was in D.C. told me that in the beginning, a lot of the public defenders were from D.C., and they would wear like the F Trump shirts and all this stuff. Yeah. There were the attorneys of the defendants in the cases. So you can imagine how much they Again, really wanted Soviet to help their Union, client. I mean, it's just it, it, all of this. It, it is. And, and, and I, I, I continually hear from people who fled countries that had oppressive regimes that have come here and they say they cannot believe what's hap- what has happened to this country. And how it is no different, no better in many aspects, uh, how the the citizens are treated and how they don't have any of their rights recognized. Yeah. And, you know, they make it very hard for any attorneys that are coming from outside D.C. to even get involved in the case. I mean, it took me forever to enter my appearance in Missouri and then he closed the case the federal judge and because he he was only open like for five days in Missouri. Then it gets transferred to DC. Then you have to figure that out, find your client. But you know, even the physical part of going in the courthouse, like, you know, you find, find the door finally and you go in and I said, you know, I'm trying to find my client because they said they transported her from the jail. So, you know, where are you putting the J six people? I said, Oh, they're in the basement. You know, and then you have to wander around trying to find out. Finally, I found like an employee to, to find out where the marshal's office was. And they took me down there and it was like 131 or 132 in the afternoon uh, on Tuesday. And he, and then the guy said, oh, you had to be here 30 minutes before to talk to your client. I said, you better let me talk to my client or I'm going to say something to the judge. Well, you're going to have to deal, talk to the judge about that. I'm like, because I'm one minute because I've been wandering around this building for 30 minutes. So like everything is, and then you go to the, I went to the DC jail because that's where they first take them. And that place, I'm telling you, you'd never want to be in the DC jail. That place is so rough. And they they said, you can't come in here. I said, I'm an attorney. And so there are stories that a lot of attorneys going to try to talk to their client, they turn them away. Um, But the first place is where they put my client in, um, the co-defendant, and it was like solitary, and they were standing water and stuff. And then they transported next door, and they have a the J6 wing where all of them are. And so I went over there, but, I mean, it's just such a incredible. Then I went over there, and it took me 30 minutes. You know, I go up there. They're like, oh, you can't bring a purse up here. Take take me back down. And then I thought, you know, are they not going to let me see my client? I went through this whole entire thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's and, clear because of the consistency of these stories. It's all very deliberate. Yeah. And, you know, but it, they're, they're kind of, they're worried about, um, you know, the change of venue hasn't worked for anybody, unfortunately, uh, because they want them all there so they can control the narrative well, in sure, DC. Well, yeah. yeah. And I, they know what the jury pool is going to be in the judge. I mean, yeah. it's just, they're, they all hate Trump and Trump supporters, and so yeah, and and then they're at because they're considered terrorists. They're at the very high, the highest Jeez. security level. So if you are transferred somewhere that doesn't have the facility, they'll just throw you in the hole. So that's what he's he was worried, and a lot of them didn't didn't ask for a change of venue because they're worried if they were sent, you know, to a jail that didn't have that those accommodations, they would be 
in solitary confinement. But he he told me um, that, and I he told me I could talk about all this because I mean he just wants to shed light on it. Yeah. Is that um, there are really some smart people in there? You know, engineers, former military. You know, people now. There's some people that committed violence. They do have one Antifa on their wing right now, um, but for the most part, they're like the greatest people right. and just normal people. That's right. That, I mean, that committed the sin of participating in and, free speech. And also, there have been. Um, some defendants that have been sentenced that like let's say I, he was giving an example of where the Capitol Police had broken his wrist well one attorney found out there were five different defendants that were charged with breaking the wrist <laughs> so so a lot of times like, they're charging with these injuries that have already you know been occurred like one time an assault was stepping on the Capitol Police's mm -hmm. um, shoe and so then, like, they're charging my client with assault on the outside and on the inside. And I'm like, okay, well, thank goodness this video came out right. of him hey, being nice to the Capitol Police. At least he wasn't executed like Ashley Babbitt. Well, that's true. Uh, I mean, that's, that's yeah. thank goodness for his family and, and that. And, but, I, and I mean, anyone who's seen that footage, that was an execution. It's one thing to hear about in the news. It's another thing to, to, be, it, yeah. to be there in the jail and to be there in the courtroom and the only thing I can say is that you should fear your government. I mean, because yeah. when you have a court system against you like that, I mean, it's one thing in the political system. I mean, but they set this whole thing up. And and to be in there, it's just so scary that your liberty can be taken so quickly. Well, and we were warned, uh, you know, I mean, from the founders to Reagan, that it's just yeah. a generation away. And it's, it is. It's gone. I mean, it we don't exist as a free country any longer the, these things that uh, it's it's crazy to me that right now the party that is running all of this the democrat party they lecture americans who don't want to give blank checks to ukraine all based off of if you don't then you are supporting putin who's a dictator what has putin done that is any different than what this administration yeah, right. is doing I mean, really, yeah. I'm open. I'm open to hear it. Um, you know, I mean, one of the most recent moves, he, he uh, the government went after and um, incarcerated one of his top political opponents because of national security reasons and incitement against. I mean, every, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, everything. And, and it's it's a rigged system. Um, and everyone knows it, but there's nothing they can do about it. And the vast majority of the media is on the side, whether it's by hook or crook. Uh, we've seen the few instances in which people in media in Russia have spoken out and they don't last long. Um, and it's just like for those who are and they love to point to Trump supporters or Tucker Carlson just because they question what's going on is, you know, you're a supporter of Putin. Well, you. I, Tell me what it is that Putin has done that's worse than what what Democrats are doing in this country. I know. I, I mean, tell and to me, Trump. What do you say? What? Well, he executes people. What happened to Ashley Babbitt? That's exactly. I mean, right. the person who shot her was hailed as a hero, literally hailed as a hero. And anyone who has seen that footage sees that that was yeah, an absolute right. execution. That, that footage that was released. And I I have yet any Democrat explain to me how it is that. Putin is any worse in the way that he operates in dealing with political opposition than the Democrats are in That's this right. country today. No, they, yeah, and, I totally and, they, and it's because they can't. And someone said there to me, um, now, you know, that there's only, I'm going to try everything I can, but there's, 
you know, you're up against literally the government when you're in a case like this. Uh, but I mean, they just all keep saying the defendants are like, oh, we just hope Trump gets elected so he can pardon us. Yeah. And I thought, oh, man, that's like a lot of pressure like to pardon. But that's and- what the Democrats have turned this country into, that you have prisoners that just hope that their freedom is all dependent on whether or not know. a certain crazy? person gets in. And that's banana republic stuff. That, yep. that's, exactly, that's exactly right. That yep. is exactly what and- happens in third world countries and dictatorships. And, of course, the gaslighting is they claim Trump's the dictator when they're the ones who are doing this. They're the ones who have the people, Americans in prison. And like you noted, many of them are charged for things that other people have been charged with. Uh, You know, so like the exact same, the broken wrist scenario that you talked about, that it's clear that these things should not be allowed to move forward. And it's just a matter of, well, Democrats are in power so they can keep us in prison. That's third world country stuff. And that's where the Democrats have brought us. And there are yeah. Democrats that are proud of it. Well, I mean, supposedly the Supreme Court is supposed to hear yeah. the arguments, and I'm hoping that'll help our case, you know, some. I don't know about uh, that either anymore. I, I, just I know. Don't know. I, I mean, mean it, it's so scary, the whole entire thing. But, All right, Chris okay. Vilnecki with us, okay. really bringing us some, uh, you know, great light news this morning. <laughs> Everything. We're going to continue <laughs> on and take a break in the traffic as well. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmitz, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny 57 today, mostly cloudy, 42 tonight, tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high of 56. Chrissy Volnacki. Yes, good morning. I've been reliving my week in Washington, D.C. and U.S. District Court in the District of Columbia and in the um, jail system there, which is horrible. Um, but so if you're my client, that's where I've been. <laughs> if, you, if you can't get a hold of me, I, mean, I just oh, wanted to read it. Yeah, yeah, text go ahead. That came go ahead. In and said, I know people in Springfield from parts of Eastern Europe that used to be under the Iron Curtain, oftentimes from Vietnam, who tell me exactly what we're talking about that our government is getting more and more like the places they fled. And uh, yeah, I mean, you just see it on full display. Uh, you, I mean, it's, I think it's disappointing for a lot of Americans, particularly those of us who grew up before it became like this. But I can't imagine here you flee with your family to get away from this and you come to what is supposed to be the one place on the planet. You don't have to worry about it. And then you watch it turn into that. I know. And can you imagine what it's like? Are the co-defendant that's with my client? Um, It's career military and was in the army. Can you imagine serving your country and then turn around and you're arrested being tried for yeah. being at the you, capital. You, yeah, you risk your life, presumably, in the name of freedom and to fight against these sorts, very sorts of evil. And then you turn around your country, yeah. doesn't you? I mean, so I think I I had mentioned this last time, but I do want to men- mention just in case. Now, the thing I'm arguing next week is a protective order against all the video and everything, even though it's all coming out in the public domain. Um, but just in case he puts a gag order on me, I want to make sure I get a couple of these things out. So the J6, um, a lot of them, especially if they're, you know, have gone through trial or the way there's a couple that are waiting, uh, sentencing right now. So they figured out that the, um, average J6 person is getting, um, an average of five years in prison. Um, and so that's just for, you know, folks that were there, um, you know, on the property. Um, supposedly the marshal in the jail had told them they're trying to um, charge 5,000 more this year. 
uh, but I read in one of the briefs I had that they were going to pursue hundreds more, which makes you think like all of them are being detained. So if they're so dangerous, why didn't they bring them in in the beginning? Right. Like if my client has to be in jail, it's so dangerous. Then why did they arrest him? What happened to him? He the second time when he was in the Capitol, he was he drew it out for me. There was you know, they were pushing like the crowd was kind of pushing and the police were pushing in the other direction. And literally, like, they they let him walk through. And then a next set of Capitol Police started beating him with clubs, like, beating him. And he's like, why are you beating him? I'm not sure, like, what is even going on? And was he, they beat him to the ground. And then in the video, you see, like, he was handcuffed. And then they brought him to another area. And then he bent over. They, they took the handcuffs off. And where they're taken off, he fist pumped the... Capitol Police. Um, but yeah, but I mean, there... They, there was a, a guy uh, out in California. I think he maybe did some small acting roles or something. I didn't recognize him. But he was a black guy, a Trump supporter, so ultimate sin. Yeah. And they recently, just recently, full-blown raid his home because of, you know, he was in the Capitol on January 6th. And some of the video that he had already released was him helping... So one of the areas in which the doors had been open and they yeah. start to come in and there's a lot of them. And then there is law enforcement that says, oh, you guys can't come through here. And and the guy that was arrested recently at his home raided, he was and he was kind of filming himself and he was helping. In fact, you could hear one of the police officers saying, oh, he's helping us get people out because he and, it, you know, they were because it was loud and everything, they were trying to tell people, and you can imagine how this is, let's say yeah. it's Black Friday and everybody's trying to go through doors and they're told, no, 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 you got to back up, getting all those people. So it was taking a while. And the thing was, everyone was very, very calm. They were trying to get the word back. Hey, guys, back up. They, they needed That's to get right. out of everybody here. That's right. Everybody was calm. Yeah. And yeah. so, and what do they get for it here? He's, you know, his home is, is raided by a SWAT team and he's drug off and, you know, thrown in a hole in D.C. and... And, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, it is. These are political prisoners. And yeah, I mean, that's what happened because they watched my client for a couple of years. And it was, they have a, a young son um, and him and his wife, their home was raided in Missouri. And so, I mean, if you want to follow him, his name is Jared Owens. Um, and that that's my client. But, I mean, you know, they, besides being solitary, you know, before, and I mentioned this last week, but just so people know, that um, at least the, the congressmen and women have helped the conditions because when they first got there, they were beaten and maced. And, and they said that it was terrible. And so, you know, at least my client. Now, when I went to the the, the corrections department next door, I don't know how they divided that up. But the really terrible jail is the one at first one I went to. And that's the one he said that they were in there with standing water and rats and everything. And then. When I went to the second place, I said, yeah, my client was over there in your solitary. She said, I know nothing about that. I don't know what you're talking about. But so, but the, nobody it, can say anything. You yeah. know, the, well, they're afraid. Yeah. So, and you know, and I, I think about it for me as a human. It infuriates me, the, the political left in this country, because the same people who just railed and called for President Bush to be tried as a war criminal because of Abu Ghraib, where terrorists 
were embarrassed and had bags put over their heads or the same lefties who would come to the defense of 9-11 terrorists at Guantanamo because they weren't given prayer rugs and they weren't given. They are the same ones who say that these Americans, some of which did not do anything violent whatsoever, walked into the Capitol when they were invited in by law enforcement. Well, they deserve what they get. Yeah, I mean, and, and, a, where, yeah, and where's the ACLU here for our J6 uh, clients? They're nowhere. And it was funny when I, after I got done and um, I was there for a couple of hours, I was sitting in the lobby and there were some Georgetown professors there the visiting, like some of the, they have a program there for the people that in jail. And um, I said, oh, you know, I have a J6 client here. And she said, oh, I see. I said, well, you know, I mean, they deserve to be defended. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Um I'm like, I mean, they don't oh, mean, really? What happened is the civil rights of you liberals, you I know? know. They, I, I've all, I've long contended that they've never believed in freedoms. They've never believed in, that. That's just, those are buzzwords they use in order to try to demonize the opposition. And uh, same thing with, I mean, listen, they, I, I was listening to Levin last night and he was playing this uh, montage of Democrats, all these things that they claim Trump's going to do if he's elected president. Some of them were absurd, like he'll assassinate generals. I mean, just insane stuff. But but 90% of what they were saying, I'm like, this is happening right now. You guys are doing this. I know. The things that you're saying, he will do. It's total gaslighting. Yeah. And you know, I mean, just think of- They're just evil people. I mean, it is. It's just evil. No, it's totally evil. And that's what it's not even. And I guess I didn't really it didn't dawn on me until I was there that, I mean, they will stop at nothing. I mean, for Pelosi and all these people to plan this, they will stop yeah. at nothing to to get power. And so it's not even about a regular election about Trump getting elected. It's like the ultimate survival of yeah. people. I mean, our total mm. liberty is at stake. And I know people always say that, but having been there and then I was in the elevator by myself and I, and I thought there is nothing for me to go missing. And thank right. goodness my daughter was there with me. She was my intern for the day. So she was there in case something happened. But I thought, you know, if I am here by myself, there's nothing to keep them and nobody would ever know that. I well, was and we, we mentioned earlier, we talked about um, Speaker Johnson and apparently giving the, those who are investigating the corruption in the January 6th committee um, more authority to find out as much as possible. But one of the things that they've learned is that they destroyed a lot of the evidence. I know. A, a lot yeah. of the, you know, that. And so when people hear oftentimes who don't really follow this reference to Pelosi and all these people being part of all of this, they think, well, that's conspiracy stuff. I, look, they, 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 we know that they. I mean, it, if you know the information, it's frustrating because you see what happened. You see what went on. You see that people uh, like Pelosi and her, that they are destroying evidence, that the that they've done everything they could to prevent video from coming out as to what actually happened. Yeah. And then when it does come out, they claim you're trying to downplay. No, you're downplaying it. I know. Yeah. Like, you're the guys who are saying, oh, no, there was nothing going on here when in terms of I mean, the FBI had, according to one member of Congress, over 200, 200 people on the ground connected to them. At one point, they had to do an audit because they lost count of wow. how many of their people, either as informants or working on their behalf, were part of that. Some of the footage that has come out showed that it was FBI encouraging people to to um, to climb the scaffolding. Yeah, They were the ones encouraging people to do this. And because we have a corrupt media, most people don't even know it. 
and and I know that's and, right. Yeah, and so the the Democrats are the ones downplaying this by pretending as if all that either doesn't exist yeah. or it's no big deal. Well, and I mean they do the way they set this up. You know, when you have attorneys, I've followed some of the other attorneys that are afraid to make an argument because they're afraid of what will happen to them. Well, sure. You live in a very corrupt country. Well, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't care. Am I the only one? I was on the Zoom with, I don't know how many attorneys and U.S. attorneys. And I make an argument. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe you're even doing this. And I, I'm like, why am I the only one saying yeah. this? Well, and again, I mean, you could just go through all of this, but I, I watching they're discuss, discussing this morning on Fox News, Democrats in another state trying to prevent Trump from being on the ballot. And this is what is going on in Venezuela right now, where you have the dictator who, oh. in, in exchange for, you know, Biden said, we'll lift the oil sanctions as long as you agree to let your opposition political party hold primaries essentially and he's like oh okay sure so what what he's doing though is he is using the court system in order to just say that the their person of their choosing can't be on the ballot so you can pick whoever you want but that doesn't mean they can be on the ballot well that's what democrats are doing here it's like the dictator of venezuela saw what democrats are doing here and thought well i'll just do that they can't condemn me for that. I mean, it's clear they're yeah. taking their cues from. And, and then the Democrats in Florida completely canceled the Democrat primary election down there. Yet, who is it they say will cancel elections if so they get elected? Scary. I mean, there it's it, it's it's crazy. well. I mean, and people always. Um, I think you, you feel like, what is it that I can do? Like, I feel powerless, and you know, I can't yeah. um, go to D.C. and I can't do this kind of stuff. I mean, the best thing to do is just get involved in the election process. I mean, Republicans are not, I mean, we're not like this holy people, but at least we're not going to throw people in jail yeah. for doing nothing. So, I mean, go out and try to get Republicans elected, get Trump elected. And just pray I mean, that there yes, are and enough, pray, yeah. and that, yeah, that there right, are pray, enough exactly. Democrats out there that in their hearts do not believe in this sort of thing. I don't know. They're not in D.C., I, though, I'm well, telling you. I know that, but yeah. I'm just talking across the country. More with Christy yeah. Fulnecki in moments. I'm Nick Reed. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yesterday had Lunch Bunch, Retro Metro. Get signed up, ksgf.com. And the winner of Lunch Bunch was talking about... Ozark storm stove and chimney and how he he just he was sort of laughing to himself about the timing of it and how great it was that they were partnering with us now because he had just moved his daughter into a new home that had an old stone chimney. And he said, I I heard you talk about, you know, just the the dangers of having chimneys and not, you know, keeping up with them, the upkeep and how most people just think, oh, you just build a fire in it and make sure that the flu's open and that's just about it. But that there is so much more involved. And he said it was just really funny because. Um, you know, we moved her into this house and, and I, you know, saw, well, she's probably going to want to use that, but didn't know who to call, what to talk or who to talk to. And, uh, and so now he's going to reach out to Ozark stove and chimney. And if you do have a chimney, maybe, you've, maybe you do use it. Maybe you don't use it. Even if you never use it, you could be having damage done to your home through moisture, through rain that makes its way down through it. So that's something that we actually at one point experienced years ago, did not realize that water was slowly but surely getting into the home and causing damage. And, you know, it's funny because water and fire, two things that can be completely damaging to your home. And those are areas that Ozark Stove and Chimney can make sure that you are safe and taken care of. You can find them 
KSGF.com under Nick's endorsements. And Christy Fulnecki's here. This has been a pretty yes. dark, dark, Merry, dark conversation. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas from hey, D.C., I, okay? Me, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. And people have asked me this question before when subject like this comes up or when something happens that is in total defiance of freedom and honesty and liberty at the hands of the government. They're like, well, I mean, how do you like where the, people just kind of look for hope. Right. And they're yeah. like, how do you get through it? What do you do? How is it that you don't just think what's the point? Give up. And now I can't speak for others, but if you're a Christian, that's where you go. That, you know, I mean, and it is yeah, for me. It really for genuinely. Me yeah. I, and I, and and I, then I recognize the things that so that the vast majority of people on this planet have gone through that are worse. Um, it doesn't make it right what's happening here. And you just got to fight for honesty and try to spread the truth. But in the end. All of this is irrelevant, um, it, you know, or, uh, my, yeah. as a Christian. Now, if you don't, especially if you don't believe in God, I don't know what you do. I yeah, just, I, I, I have totally, no idea. I totally agree. And it's not a condemnation. I, I just, I don't know. If, if I did not recognize the realities of God and, and the, you know, through Christianity, and I, I don't know what I would, I, I think I would be in total despair. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, these people that are in the J6ers are Christians. And that's what's keeping them going, you know, and and for me, I totally agree with you. For me personally, um, I mean, this is what it's very frightening what doing these things and trying to stand up for these people. But I mean, this is what I've been chosen to do and what God wants me to do, even though sometimes I don't like it, but I have to do it anyway. And so, I mean, there is hope. And I tell clients, too, because I, you know, people say, what's your specialty? I said, well. My law especially is government corruption. So I pretty much like touch every area of law. Um, But the best way to fight corruption is to shine light on it. And that's what I always tell my clients, because a couple of them are actually listening right now, um, is, you know, I can't ever, which a lot of attorneys do, make promises on what they can get you, either civil or criminal. I never do that. I always say, I'll fight for you, and then let's shine light on this issue I mean, God takes care of the rest. So I told my J6 client, I said, the best way to do this is, you know, I said, I just want to make sure I have your permission to talk about publicly as long as I can. Just keep shining light on it because because these things have been going on for a long time. Just like I always bring back with COVID, like the the amount of government control and corruption had been going on so long, but you didn't see it until COVID came out. And I kept talking about, you know, the city and all this regulations, all this stuff that we have. It didn't come out until COVID happened. And so the more that you talk about something and shine light on it, the more that you can fight it. And so, I mean, there's definitely hope. And there are people that are fighting in Congress. There's not very many of them. But we need absolute warriors. I mean, when people, like you just mentioned Nikki Haley and stuff, we don't need anybody like that. We need Trump. You need somebody that is an outright warrior right now to fight these people because it's total evil. And I know it's easy, as I you know, mentioned, the place that I go for comfort and so forth. It's easy when you, you know, I get to go home after the show and, you know, and, and you know, it's it's not as easy if you're being held in a political prison um, uh, currently. And, and I do know that. But I tell you also, I always just biblically speaking, the story of Joseph, when I think of injustice and, yeah. and uh, you know, that's also just from you know i don't know if you want to call it inspiration or what but somehow it just always makes me feel a little bit better knowing those those stories those periods of history and and uh the way that people like joseph faced it and dealt with it and 
And if you don't have a Bible, you can just, you know, listen to Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, so yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and it's interesting because they were, my client was talking about how he said, this sounds really funny to say, but I feel like I'm serving my country where I am. Mm. And um, so a lot of wow. them kind of have that attitude. They actually listen, have a really good I mean, attitude. people like Nelson Mandela were imprisoned by their government. Uh, you know, I mean, so. I keep to think that's where we are right I know, now. I know, <laughs> I know. Christy Fulnecki. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, we, we won't see you next Thursday, right? Um, right. I'll okay. be gone for, I'll be back in January. Okay. We've got two, two weeks. Okay. I, I All, right. Court, so. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Yes. You Merry Christmas. And, you know, I'll hopefully anyway. have better news by the time I yeah. get back. All right. Either that or I won't so. be able to talk. Oh, yes. For a gag order. May, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll drag me off at some point. <laughs>